Hi, everyone, and welcome to Oscar Wilde, a podcast about film, always counting down to next year's Oscars. I'm Sophia Simonello. And I'm Nick Rohrkraut. And today we truly are counting down to next year's Oscars because we have our favorite episode of the season. It is the award season fantasy draft. We are back with a brand new format, and we are kind of going back to basics today because we have the group that did the very first award season fantasy draft in our first season when we were still figuring everything out. So, Bennett, welcome back to the pod. I was going to say back to basics. Oh my god. Like Ina Garden moment. Yes. (laughs) As you look ahead to doing a draft, we're looking at the potential that some movies could be bumped to next year. We're taking on some risk by projecting that there will be all these movies released that I feel like we still don't know what's going to happen. And that is also the flashback to our original draft in August mm-hmm. 2020. Oh what, a, what a rough time. <laughs> that Yeah, I think it made sense to come back. And I was so glad that you asked me. So very happy to be here. And also just to catch up on everything that's gone on so far this year and just the state of the race. Excited to talk to you. No, it's great to have you back, Bennett. I was going to say, like, our new categories and sections this year, I feel like it'll give us a chance to recap certain things that we haven't covered on the pod, how you feel about things, especially Barbenheimer, just so the listeners can hear, and what you think about what's going to happen with festivals, because most of the lineups have been released, which I am so excited for, and that we'll all be getting these movies in the next few months. Some of the, like, wide release dates for some of these premieres are in October, and I'm like, oh my god, we are so close to getting things that I saw at Cannes, and I can't wait to talk about them again in the fall in the pod. So yeah, I'm excited to hear a lot of things today. We'll be throwing a lot of names, movies, hopefully everything we will see this year, but lots of things out into the universe, and hopefully they'll stick. Yeah, so for listeners who haven't listened to a fantasy draft before, or specifically an award season fantasy draft before, we will go through the rules, we'll talk about the point system, how you draft. And if you have listened to one of our award season fantasy drafts before, please note that we are changing things up this year and we will go through the different sections. We felt like this was a good way, you know, after a few years of doing this to switch it up, to keep it fresh and exciting, and also just give us an opportunity, I think, to talk about films differently. So like normally on these drafts, we rarely touch international features for instance we hardly ever talk about films from the first half of the year because it's just not what the game itself prioritizes if you want to win so i'm excited that we have something new cooked up for you guys and also we are back to competing as individuals so for the past two seasons nick and i have been a team the great team oscar wilde we were undefeated but now we go back to competing against each other but I'm oddly feeling not too competitive today, which is strange for me. We'll see how that goes as the draft progresses. But yeah, I'm feeling very relaxed. I think this is going to be a lot of fun. Yeah, I'm really excited for you both to finally lose. So I'm here <laughs> representing oh boy. all your previous you know, competitors who were so excited to join and then they just got steamrolled. No, I fully plan to go through this draft with my heart which means that i will probably lose so i'm excited for to to see how close you two get to winning oh my god yeah 
So I think let's just get started with the rules. So in this game, each of us will try to draft the films, actors, and crew members that we think will earn us the most points throughout award season. Points can be earned when your pick scores a nomination and or win at the following award ceremonies. So we have the New York Film Critics Circle, the Los Angeles Film Critic Association, and the National Society of Film Critics, the Golden Globes, we will talk about those briefly at some point, <laughs> the Independent Spirit Awards, and then we have all the technical guilds, including SAG, WGA, DGA, and PGA, and then BAFTA, Critics' Choice, and last but not least, the Oscars. And for our scoring system, nominations earn you one point, Oscar nominations earn you two points, Critics, Independent Spirit, or Technical Guild wins when earn you three points, Major Precursor wins, which are the Golden Globes, SAG, WGA, DGA, and BAFTA, give you four points, and Oscar wins are five points. And like the other drafts we've done, we'll draft in a snake order, and each person will be able to draft from any section and category that they wish. There's no order to choosing what category you go in. So this year we have four sections on the draft board. Those are first half of the year, Barbenheimer, festival releases, and the wild cards. So the draft rules and the categories for each section will explain a little bit more here. So for the first half of the year, selections must have had a wide or a limited release within the first six months of the year. Premieres at early festivals, including Berlin and Sundance, are eligible here if, again, they were released from January through June. And the three categories here are film, actor or actress, and additional creative. And then we have Barbenheimer. So these selections must only come from Barbie or Oppenheimer. These three categories here, we have director, writer, or producer, actor or actress, and additional creative. Then we have the festival releases section. These selections must have a major festival premiere, including Cannes, Venice, TIFF, the New York Film Festival. We're not including Telluride because we won't know the official lineup until next week. So anything we would say there would be a guess. But the four categories are film in the English language, film not in the English language, director, actor, actress, and additional creative. And then we have the wild card section. So these are a little fun. I'm excited for these. We have the AARP pick, where we're going to each choose a movie that you think will earn points at the AARP Movies for Grownups Awards. We have the Jamie Lee Curtis Award for Enthusiastic Campaigning. We each have to choose a person who we think will be active on the campaign trail if the studios negotiate with the writers and actors to end the strikes, of course. And you can earn points for roundtable appearances, tributes, and speeches. We also have an original song category <laughs> where your pick is eligible for points at the HMMAs, the Golden Globes, the Oscars, basically anywhere a song can earn you points. We have Due to the Strikes this year an end-of-year gamble pick. So these are studio or non-festival releases slated to come out at the end of the year, and these are only eligible for points in the category that you select. So if you pick a film, that's only eligible in picture. Then we have a studio or distributor pick, and you only get points here if your pick has the most nominations for best picture. If so, you'll earn five points. And then we have a passion pick, which has to be a true long shot, something that we would 
scream about if we actually saw this person or this movie get a nomination. So your selection in the film category allows you to earn points in any category where that film receives a nomination or a win, unless specified, and other picks will earn points based on their specific category. Once a selection has been made, that person is off the board in other categories. The only exception is the film category. For example, if a team took the power of the dog when we drafted two years ago, another could take Jane Campion. At the end of the draft, we'll each select a critic's pick where we'll earn double points at the New York Films Critics Circle, Los Angeles Film Critic Association, and the National Society of Film Critics. This is like the double point pick that we've done in previous drafts. So once we're done, we'll look at our lists and pick a double at the very end of the draft. Okay, so now that we've gone through the rules, the categories, it's time to determine our draft order. The moment we've all been waiting for. I'm going to share this wheel of names. All right, here we go. First up, we have me. (laughs) Not that I wanted to go first at all, but it's fine. Yeah, I didn't either. Oh, well. Okay, let's see who's going second. All right, Nick will be going second. And Bennett, you are third. You have the hot corner. So for snake drafts, It snakes back around, so you'll get two picks in a row. All right. Well, a lot of pressure on me (laughs) selecting first. Uh, Okay. I know what I have to do here. I have to, I think, be loyal to my Italian grandfather, Mr. Martin Scorsese. And in the film in the English language category, in our festival section, I will be taking Killers of the Flower Moon. Very strong pick. It was like the only place I could go first. Mm-hmm. When we think about the film category and like big point getters or big nomination mm-hmm. earners, you know, I loved The Irishman and that film had no wins, but it had so many nominations mm-hmm. throughout the season. So I'm hoping maybe Killers of the Flower Moon can do even better than that. But yeah, I wanted to start off strong with a movie that also already has positive notices. So it's kind of weird this year, like with Can having big titles we do already know some of the mm-hmm. the vibes out there and how people are thinking about it so that's why i went there first and nick you have not seen that yet like you didn't see that in can oh killers no right okay. but i will be taking another can movie that i've seen but i will also maybe leave this up to you guys where it goes because i couldn't really figure it out online okay i, I think, think i know, I know where means. it's going <laughs> It was my favorite movie of that festival. I have to pick Anatomy of a Fall. The thing is, it's really hard to say if it has more than 51% of it in French to make it a film not in the English language. Or is this a film in the English language because there's English? My personal instinct is to put it in the non the English language category because it'll be eligible for international feature. What do you think, Bennett? I also, in my head, it has been in the international feature category since it premiered but it's very close just because it is french i mean with the trailers we've gotten the clips there are clips out there too and a lot of it is in english Hmm. but i am very happy with this in film not in the english language i will take that bennett you're up okay oh dear yeah i'm the first one with two there's we have so many options endless options boy okay um (laughs) I'm going to take a couple actors, I think. So the first one I'm going to take 
in the major fest premieres, actor, actress, I am going to take my girl Natalie Portman in May, December. Yes. Like my favorite uh, Vanity Fair cover story from 2016 says, Natalie now. It's a the, oh my God. the most glamorous. <laughs> it's incredibly gay. She's wearing like a glitter gown that's being thrown back from her, and it's just big, like bold letters that says Natalie now across the top of the cover. And I <laughs> tore it off of the magazine and put it on my wall at one point. So we're saying Natalie now. We're saying Natalie in May. We're saying Natalie in December, and we're gonna take it all time. Which Nick, you have seen that, yes? Yeah, and you made the right choice. Okay. I think Natalie has more awards potential, but I don't know, Julianne. Someone could still pick her. So much. It's yeah. <laughs> Um, and then I'm going to jump, for my second pick, I'm going to jump back to Barbenheimer okay. and stick with acting. And I'm going to take Killian Murphy, who nice. feels like the Very surest bet to me of mm-hmm. acting from both those movies. Other people in his movie also made, like, I've heard some people think are pretty sure bets, and we'll see if either of you get there. But I don't have them on my list because... I don't want them on my list. So, um, fair enough. But yeah, it's, it feels like even though the only acting nomination that has come out of a Christopher Nolan movie was Heath Ledger, it still feels like this is enough of a focal role that is Mm a, being the lead character in a biopic of such a huge movie is, and getting good reviews and never being nominated Mm -hmm. before and it being, I don't know, very well received and all that, that it, feels pretty sure to me and i would love it he's the performance in oppenheimer Mm -hmm. for me too yeah that's a good pick and there's certainly a story there too with you know never been nominated before he's leading it how can you nominate someone else from the movie without nominating him right yeah okay nick your turn i have a few slim categories (laughs) so Mm -hmm. (laughs) i'm gonna have to take it back to the first half of the year okay I know where you're going and I'm not happy. I'm going to take past lives for a film. I have yeah. to. Mm-hmm. I get Celine. I get Greta. I get Taeyu. I get screenplay. So I'm hoping some of those show up. And this movie was my favorite movie from January through June. So I had to pick it. Yeah, same. There are also with past lives, there are so many options for like indie spirit, definitely right. the critics mm-hmm. prizes. Yeah. You mentioned Teo Yu. Do we actually think that there is traction for him? I would love that. Mm-hmm. If I had to, you know, like rank the likelihood of actors from that movie getting in, he would be mm-hmm. third, like after right. Greta Lee and John Magaro, but I don't know. I mean, if the film really takes off, like he could, but I feel like that performance is just so delicate. It's like modern day Montgomery Clift uh-huh, almost. Yeah. And that's not always appreciated. Right. Yeah, he was, it was my favorite performance in the film. And so the point that I, I put him in my, he's in my list for like the long shot passion pick that to me, it doesn't oh. even feel like an option because mm-hmm. it's so subtle. And I was looking around at, just to kind of like wrap my head around some stuff. I was looking around at some prediction sites and I see him predicted in long lists for supporting actor, which is also making me mad. That's crazy. <laughs> but he's, he's like, you know, like two below John Magaro in like supporting actor lists. And I'm like, okay, 
okay, oh I'd God. rather I'd rather not. <laughs> yeah, he's a lead. <laughs> like it maybe that's the way in, I guess, if it's subtle mm-hmm. to the point that becomes supporting and Greta's the only lead, which ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Anyway, good yeah. picnic. Okay. So I have two picks. Um, okay. I'm going with my next most anticipated film of the year, and that is Jonathan Glazer's The Zone of Interest in film not in English. I cannot wait to see this movie. Rumored to be going to Telluride, so I hope to see it there. I just, I cannot wait for this. Nick, from what you said from seeing it at Cannes, like that this will be my favorite movie and that I will love it. I, I can't wait. I know it's, you know, it's hard to say you're excited about a movie about the Holocaust, but I am just in the bag for Jonathan Glazer. It's just technically a perfect movie. You can't fault it. And I know you love movies like that. So I feel like you're going to come out buzzing from that movie. <laughs> and I know it's kind of crazy, too, to be picking like a movie like this that people have described as cold. I know it's on awards lists and things like that. But I'm also following my heart here and know that like if this is a movie that I will love, I will be genuinely happy if it gets all of this mm-hmm. awards attention. People think it's his masterpiece and... It's his time to be nominated, that kind of thing. I think it'll just get people talking, which is what movies should do. And there are a lot of conversations to be had from how it ends to some of the design of the movie and the story that it's capturing. When we cover this on the pod, because it already has attention, it will once it premieres and goes wide. We're going to have a lot of things to talk about. Oh, Mm. can't wait. Okay, then my next pick trying to decide if I want to like, go with something I'm really passionate about or something that I think will earn points. And I I think because it's early. I'm going to go to Barbenheimer and I'm going to go to the director, writer, producer category. And this man failed me when I took him in the first draft. Oh. <laughs> but he was also directing Tenet, not Oppenheimer. Oh my God. <laughs> So I will be selecting Christopher Nolan as the director of Oppenheimer. Well, yeah, something I thought you would never say or do. You know, we can surprise ourselves and each other sometimes. God, Tenet. <laughs> Remember oh, Tenet? I still love it. I only saw it the one time. I feel like Nolan for directing for Oppenheimer feels much safer than Tenet. He's only been nominated for directing for Dunkirk before, and this feels much more like that than like some of his previous works and just with the attention he's been getting i can totally see a narrative building around him in that category nick you are up Mm -hmm. time for your aarp award pick that's one of my options (laughs) that's the problem the fun categories are just so silly that i already want to go to them (laughs) (sighs) i'm gonna crack up if you take like a big one that one of us wanted somewhere else well that's honestly that's kind of smart right if you don't do it i'm going to (laughs) that's what i just thought about it there's one that is just like low-hanging fruit for them I'm just going to do it, because why not? I'm taking the holdovers for AARP Movies for Grown Ups Awards. <laughs> That's not the one Me that I was thinking either. of, oh but God. it is on my long list. That's a list. good idea. It's really good, and I will tell you why. When I went to go see Oppenheimer with my parents, that trailer played, and at the same time, they both looked at me and said, that looks great. <laughs> Even I did that before theater camp. This is like the first time I saw it. The full trailer before in a theater. And I was like, wait, I'm really into this. So I think it could score. So does this include 
again, this is a film. This is every category. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So like Divine Joy oh, Randolph, mm-hmm. Paul Giamatti. Yeah. Alexander Payne. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> is there a love story? Is it intergenerational? Very yep. Things. It is. There you go. <laughs> well, if I'm next, I'm going to keep this AARP train rolling. We love it. And I'm going to make some people mad. I'm taking Maestro. Yep, that's the pick. In ARP. That's it. Oh, wow. That is a love story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I don't... I guess I... Are the actors mm. old enough to be nominated? Because there's an age cutoff for the individual actors that might preclude oh. them. But it doesn't stop the movie or, you no. know, other, other things. They actually might make a special rule for Bradley Cooper, I feel like, this year for that. Because <laughs> well, he's playing... <laughs> An old man. <laughs> Him at all ages. Yes. Oh my god, that's so funny. That was my top AARP pick. Oh good. I thought mm-hmm. I was confident you were gonna take that in just like film in the English language, Sophia. It's up there. Yeah, I guess that's the only thing I'd be worried about is that like we were briefly discussing before we started recording, last year we had Empire of Light, we were talking about Blonde, and all of those were Venice releases, and so is Maestro. And I'm kind of worried that it either could be too early or all of this buzz right now is going to flop come Oscar time. I mean, Not that I want that to happen for Bradley or Carrie or anybody, but I, the only reason I would be worried taking it in like a big film category. Yeah. I mean, it's a gamble. And I think it just like it looks so classical. Like it just looks like an Oscar mm-hmm. movie from another mm-hmm. time almost. And that makes me feel like it's going to appeal to a certain audience. I mean, I'm excited for it, but yeah, I mean, last year's Venice, I think, just scared us. I mean, it scared you too because you saw the movies there, <laughs> but <laughs> nothing is for sure. Scared us, traumatized us, hurt us. Um, okay, my second pick is I'm going to go back to the first half of the year. And for film that came out in the first half of the year, I am going to pick Asteroid City. Hmm. Yeah. Not one of my three movies in that film category. Really? That, that was my second pick <laughs> yeah. after Past Lives. Because, Nick, you were lukewarm on it, yes? Yeah, and I don't think it's going to translate to Oscar. But that cinematography, I loved I loved that. And the text, you just never know with Wes Anderson films. And it was right. really it, well received critically. Yeah, I feel like it just has so much, so many options. That being said, I uh, will admit that I have not seen it yet. I, I know it's on Peacock. Quite a gamble. Oh, yeah. I okay. scroll past it every week to watch New Roni. <laughs> oh, my God. The New Roni. I'm going to draft Jenna Lyons. <laughs> you pull up Peacock and it's like, you watch Armageddon Time. Pretty sure you want to watch Asteroid City. And I just like, I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> like down to, <laughs> I need to see what Bryn's up to. So I haven't watched it yet, but it just feels like one of the, I only had three big ones coming out of the, the top half of the year and this was one of them so nick when this category is done i'm interested to hear what other ones you had as the leading contenders there i wonder if it's the pick i'm gonna end up having to go to because i only listed three <laughs> yeah i just think there's a big drop off i have a, i have like nine oh my things god listed nine you have yeah, like I mean, four on there no. <laughs> uh yeah transformers rise of the beasts um no. yeah. oh my backup great okay I'm still laughing about the holdovers and Maestro, both just those picks back to back. I think for director, I was going to take this anyway, even though this movie has already been chosen. 
I'm taking Jonathan Glazer. I think it could be his time. I feel most confident about a director nomination from that film, other than just like in the international yeah, category. This does feel like a Scorsese Glazer nomination year, and every other time Scorsese's been screwed over by some other director winning. I feel like there's a chance that this could happen. If it doesn't, I still think like critics, indies, Glazer might be a top contender along with like Celine Song or other movies we've seen so far. Yeah. There's something about and and you've seen it next so you know better, but there's something about Zone of Interest that I'm getting similar vibes uh in terms of award season as I got for The Tree of Life. Maybe a little more because it is, you know, because the subject matter is quite different. Maybe maybe it's a little more like a little bit more of a traditional film than Tree of Life was, definitely. But it, like in the sense that I can see Jonathan Glazer getting a director nomination the way that Terrence Malick did, but it's more like the critical passion for it gets him in mm-hmm. instead of like the wide voting body gets mm-hmm. it in. Because we're, we're agree with that. Tree of Life got director and picture nominations, which was great. But I don't know. Because it, it, it feels like a hard art movie. Yeah. Yeah, definitely a critical movie, critics movie. So we'll see. I mean, speaking of Tree of Life, I just looked on Mubi and they have the Voyage into Time documentary, the IMAX doc that Malik made along with that. And I Ooh. really need to watch it. Yeah, me too. It's yeah, supposed to be too. pretty bad. <laughs> but <laughs> I need to oh, see well. it for completism. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Like, it, it's just like the dinosaur sequence from the Tree of Life, but 90 minutes of that. Right. So it's like, okay. Yeah. Okay, Sophia, you're up. Okay, where to go next? Well, I'm going to go to the first half of the year because I haven't, I haven't been there yet. And in additional creative, I'm going to take Celine Song for writing Past Lives. I feel like even if the movie doesn't hit as much as we're hoping it does, she's a playwright turned filmmaker. The writing is definitely something from that movie worth celebrating that I hope they latch on to. Where do I want to go next? Because I really was like planning on doing a lot from a particular movie. And now I'm like, mm, maybe not. Mm. <laughs> I'm not doing AARP because okay, you guys on. already took them. So I can go somewhere else. It's true. I you have, can go last. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have two movies in between for AARP. One that I think is one's like a serious pick and the other would just be hilarious. <laughs> so we'll see. Um, You know what? I'm going to do a serious pick. It's fine. I have some fun ones I'll save for later. In... The actor-actress category for festival releases, I'm going to take Annette Benning for Nyad. I feel like it's just kind of her time for an Oscar. She's been nominated so many times and she's never won. The story of this movie is all about her, really, and also with everything that she's been doing for the Entertainment Community Fund and her support for the strikes right now I feel like there's just this like goodwill narrative building around her and I feel like Netflix can get their actors nominations so team Natalie and Annette against each mm. other again Oof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah what, what's uh we can get Jennifer Lawrence in for no hard feelings Michelle Williams in for showing up and Nicole Kidman in for I don't know her AMC ad yeah it, yeah uh, they just release it as a short film it's yeah. a short film yeah it's a short film okay nick you're up again i'm like so worried someone's gonna take something but i'm going to major fest premieres 
apparently I'm leaving my film to the end. Um, I'm going to additional creative, and I'll be taking Rodrigo Prieto for Killers of the Flower Moon. Nice. The cinematographer. Yes. So now he's also off the table if anyone wanted to take him for Barbie and additional creative. Mm. I mean, the cinematography from just the trailers alone for that movie Mm -hmm. looks Mm -hmm. gorgeous. He has three nominations. Again, it could be like his time thing and having two movies out in the same year that, I mean, Barbie looked phenomenal. I really wanted to take him for that too, or he was on my list for there, but I figured my list is shorter for additional creatives or I'm just less creative for the major premieres. So, okay, Bennett, you have two picks. Oh boy. Okay. I'm going to go back to Barbenheimer Uh, in the director, writer, producer category. Um, I will take the production team of Oppenheimer. Anytime it's nominated for picture. Yeah. Yeah. That feels like an easy, I would think that a lot of people, that's going to show up on a lot of Best Picture fives. It's definitely going to be in the Globes drama if the Globes happen. (laughs) They're going to like resurrect Quibi to show the Globes. They are going to resurrect Quibi. I don't know what else, I don't know what other options they have. Oh wow. <laughs> and each quick bite will be a category. I wonder if Matt Rogers will host the Golden Globes. My God. Him and Bowen, honestly, that'd yeah. be really That'd fun. be good. That would bring that'd people back. I mean, all the gays are already watching the Globes. So they're like, what, you know, what market are they tapping into? Yeah. I love them, but they thinking with a producer hat on, like. Thinking like a good producer. Yeah. <laughs> money, money, money. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Um, for my second pick, I'm going to jump to also additional creative for festival premieres coming up. I'm going to take Thelma Shoemaker for editing Killers of the Flower Moon. Ooh. Yeah, I feel like a big Scorsese movie, uh, similar to The Irishman, that I, I walked out of The Irishman mostly thinking about Thelma. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, I just get a sense that this is going to be similar. So... Cross my fingers. She's so good. Stories about the passage of time, like mm-hmm. long periods of time, it's magical. I mean, the Irishman is just a masterclass in editing. So, and she always deserves to be honored. I think it's funny when she gets nominated for things like The Departed, but I, <laughs> I love her like late Scorsese partnerships. Okay, Nick, you're up again. No one's picked a single thing from Barbie yet. Mm-mm. Is this real? Oh um, my god. There's. <laughs> There are a few good options left yeah. from Barbie. There's a Barbie pick that I really want to make outside of the Barbenheimer mm-hmm. categories, but I don't think it's going to be an option. Alive by then? Yeah. Ooh, I need to do additional creative. I just don't know which one to do. I really need to flip a coin. Um, we can spin the wheel again. <laughs> two of my choices are Oscar winners, and the other one has six nominations. I'm trying to make guesses based on that, but I've got nothing. Yeah, Okay. Just trying to think about what Barbie is and who she is, and part of what defines her are her clothes. So I'm going to go with Jacqueline Duran, the costume designer of Barbie. Great pick. Good pick. I love those costumes. All the archival They're outfits. Just so many. Oh. Yeah. All the references. And I think when you think about the movie, you can't see it without thinking about what Ken's wearing, what all the Barbies are wearing, and... Who, which of them I'm going to be for Halloween, so. And that, like, the costume design branch of the Academy loves movies about clothing. 
So true. And they're so, like, you know, like, she's trying on different outfits. Like you said, everyone's wearing a different outfit that's just, you put it up next to the real life one. Um, the bits where, like, where Ken's throwing out the clothes and they it, like, freeze frames yeah. on. So it's one of the best scenes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I think that's, that feels like a sure thing. The only issue, in a way, was, like, looking at past wins and nominations for her and everything is period. Mm. And this is so different from that. I think it's as memorable, but like Little Women, Anna Karenina, Atonement, Pride and Prejudice, like those all have a very distinct, different look that I think the Academy also really loves. And I'm like, will it translate? I hope so, but we'll see. I think you can use uh, Jenny Beaven as a parallel for that, the costume designer who hers are like all did. over the place right but she she at least was she won or at least was nominated for a room with a view the wings of the dove very like you know hardcore period yeah films and then she wins for mad max fury road that t- and then cruella yeah she won cruella which is yeah. you know all of the above so i think that's a good that's a good like parallel that for jacqueline that's true i think so i forgot she was responsible for the green dress and atonement <sighs> hero yeah Ooh. Okay, so I have two picks, and I have to say, after taking Killers of the Flower Moon, like, so many of my picks were from Killers of the Flower Moon and other categories, where I'm like, oh, I don't need to go there, because I can get points, you know, for those people, just for picking the film, which is nice, but... Well, you could double, like, Chelsea Morgan last year. I could Mm. double down. I could do that. But I'm actually going back to the first half of the year again. And I'm taking the only actor or actress from that time who I think maybe has a chance, really, when it comes to industry awards, and that is Viola Davis for Air. I think that she can get a SAG nomination or maybe even a win, who knows. I think that she is someone also who, like, the industry just really likes. Like, even Mm -hmm. if it doesn't, like, she is loved by her peers. And that performance, she has some key scenes. It's something also that's just going to be really easy to watch for voters. It's already, it's around. So yeah, I'm going to take Viola in my first half of the year. Smart pick. I hate that movie. (laughs) Oh no. I think she's great. And it's, it is a very smart strategic pick, but um, I don't like seeing that movie on the board. (laughs) (laughs) It's the only place where it's going to appear on the board. Okay, good. I'll say that. Well, I, I feel you know, like I that could, could be an ARP. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay. There's a person on the, you know, out in the ether who I'm shocked I haven't taken yet, but I just don't know if I want to put all my chips on my person or if I want to just root for him from afar. Let's do this. I'm going to go back to Barbenheimer and... So honestly, like the some of the performances, I don't really care who I get, to be honest, <laughs> with some of these. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to go to additional creative, and I'm going to take Hoyt Van Hoytema for shooting Oppenheimer. Great our pick. Cinematographer. It's funny thinking back to like our early predictions and still hoping some of those come true. <laughs> Not that I'm like nominating Anne Hathaway for Eileen, but she's on my long list. I am excited to see Eileen. Me too. And she has multiple other films coming out this year, so I feel like it could be her year. But I will be in that category. And when you first said your first pick, Sophia, with Marty, I thought you were going for your Italian dad, uncle, Which instead one? of grandfather. 
Um, I will be choosing Robert De Niro for <laughs> Killers of the Flower Moon. My other Italian relative, there are so many. Yeah, I mean, he's playing a villain too. Like, I think I think he has a real, real shot this season. So, good pick. All right. I'm going to go to major fest premieres in the director category. And I'm going to take Justine Trier for Anatomy of a Fall. Nice. Very smart. On my list, too. I get a sense that that will be kind of crossover up to the point of director, or at least will stay in the conversation throughout the year. And I think, too, every year we have those conversations about, like, who are the directors of international films this year who are going to crack the director five lineup at the Oscars, and she feels, like, very possible. Mm Mm-hmm. I also had her with Arthur Harari for original screenplay. I feel like that has a really strong mm-hmm. chance to get in, kind of like Triangle of Sadness last year. I mean, they love Uslan, but him getting in director with that picture and screenplay, I feel like this really could do that and more this year. So yeah, I hope she gets in a director for sure. And for my second pick, I'm considering doing something messy. Do we Do it mess messy to the game i'm gonna jump to the fun category of campaigner the jamie lee curtis award i don't know if because they already did so much promotion and put most of their summer into like marketing and appearances and all that that they might be tired by the time of award season but I think that Greta Gerwig (laughs) is going to be everywhere, reminding everyone how popular Barbie was, how much they love her, and really like beating the drum again at the end of the year. And people are going to want her to be Mm -hmm. at their award shows, doing speeches, sitting at the round table, all that. So I'm going to take Greta Gerwig as the biggest campaigner, which... I suppose the mess that I'm introducing is that that takes her out of a chunk of Barbenheimer that at least someone hasn't gone up there yet. Yeah. So they're only now for Barbenheimer, for director, writer, producer. Nolan is off the table because I took him in directing, so he can't be Mm -hmm. taken in writing. No Greta. So wait. (laughs) And that Oppie producer is off the table too. But you could take barbie producers other than greta so like you could take Margot as a producer <laughs> yeah i didn't mean to void out the category i, I thought Literally, i was just cutting it down <laughs> i didn't even do the math <laughs> or you could take noah as the writer for barbie which is also hilarious that's a good actually that's a perfect use of that yeah. category thank you i mean that was my idea was to pick Margot in producer the only thing is I kind of want to leave this category because I'm the only one left to choose here. Mm-hmm. But if someone chose her for actress in Barbenheimer, then I'm screwed again. <laughs> then I have nobody. Then I have everybody from the producer team <laughs> minus Greta, minus Margot. <laughs> Which, I mean, it still counts, right? If we're get, just doing like a, a nice like little friendly handshake, I will not take Margot in actress. I'll leave it open if okay. you want. Yeah. Okay. I have other options okay. there that I would go to. Okay, then I'll leave that. And I'm going to have to go. I hope I don't screw you over now, but I'm going to actor, actress, and Barbenheimer. I'm going with my other. I'm going to stick with my. I'm in my villain era. 
I'm gonna I'm gonna take Robert Downey Jr. Ugh. I know, I know, but I think it's a strong pick. Yeah. Besides Killian, I think he has the best chance of getting nominated somewhere. Yeah, I mean, I think he might he could win the category. Like yeah. it, it feels like that could definitely happen. So I, I've only seen Oppenheimer once, and I really need to see it again um, because I was so turned off by him that I just stopped paying attention when he was on screen, which meant that I the the last hour of the movie was really lost on me. Oh no, that's my favorite hour of the movie. That's the best part. Yeah, I like I was so so I'm I'm have listened to your episodes on 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 Barbenheimer, but. I'm like I'm mixed positive on both. I think with mm-hmm. especially with Oppenheimer, I was on such a high coming out of the second hour, and then I, I like realized I was like I both don't know what's happening and I don't care what's happening in the last hour. So I was just done. Like I, I was ready to go, and I will take some of that responsibility and go for a second watch with an open mind. So I am I am very anti Robert Downey Jr. at this time, but. I, I don't think I'll be able to escape him this year. TBD if he is better for me here or if I should have picked him for the Jamie Lee Curtis Award. Mm. I think he would be a strong oh, contender there too. Be I thought there. about it. Yeah. yeah. It's going to be really hard for you, Bennett, if you love Robert De Niro too in Killers of the Flower Moon because it could come down to like a slight, you know, end of a word really when you get to the name, the names being read off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay, so I have two picks. You know what? Okay, it's fine. I'm going to double down with Killers of the Flower Moon, and I'm going to take Martin Scorsese in director. Oof. I feel like it's happening for him. I think he's going to be nominated for Best Director. Yeah. And I know I'm already earning points there if he does, but I'm just like more sure of him than I am of some of the other people right now who I could choose, so I'm going to go with him. And it's a win I can be happy about, or points I can be happy mm-hmm. about, which is always exciting. <laughs> Better than the year when we picked Adam McKay for writing Don't Look Up. Oh my god. Boy. <laughs> I forgot about that. Why did you remind me? I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, okay. And then, where to go next? I might jump down to some of our fun categories. Mm-hmm. Do it. I haven't been there yet. For end of year gamble, I'm going to take... Danielle Brooks for The Color Purple. Very good. Tony nominated. That's some. That's a trend we kind of see with musicals sometimes mm-hmm. and also in supporting actress. We just don't know if that movie's coming out. So a gamble. But another person I think I would be excited for if it worked out for her. Oh, There's so many fun ones that I want I to take. This is where it starts to get really fun. I think I'm going to go with Studio. And I'm going to pick Warner Brothers. Ugh, that's the right pick. I'm rooting for the color purple. Barbie, we know. And I think just hitting a billion, like, it has to show up. So those two. And then crossing my fingers with Dune Part 2, that it could show up there. So I wanted to save some Dune options for you, which is why I went with yeah. Danielle Brooks. Oh, I know too. you're not going to pick it, so... <laughs> You, you know, know, we could all have picked three things from Dune. Yeah. And we would we totally all get points. Mm-hmm. That movie, <laughs> could have, what's yeah. interesting with it is that I just, I wonder if it's going to be kind of like what happened with Avatar The Way of Water, where mm-hmm. it just, it doesn't perform in the same way as the first one because mm-hmm. the Academy is just kind of thinking like, oh, we've already done this before. 
We've already seen this before. We don't need to go there again. But they could also love it, and it could be nominated or win again in things like cinematography, editing, etc. score. We just know I'm salty that it took those wins away from the power of the dog. <laughs> it's okay. Um, it always happens. But yeah, I can just keep rolling with that. My, my first pick will be in End of the Year Gamble. I'm going to take Denis Villeneuve for directing Dune 2. Mm-hmm. He was snubbed for the first one which doesn't really make me feel good about this pick but at the time i remember thinking that it was like okay it's because there's a part two they'll come back around it'll you know be bigger next time and they'll they'll go for it and they're saving it for that time which more that i thought about it i was like well or maybe they just don't like it and don't (laughs) want him to get nominated so i don't know we'll see but i I feel like if he's able to make a coherent movie out of the back half of that book then i think it could be i think it could be big if it doesn't get pushed i love the back half of that book me too Mm -hmm. it might just be too actiony for them yeah, That's yeah, you're right. The, fir- the first half is the palace intrigue. The second half is, yeah. We'll see. So that was my first really pick. Good. My second one. Um, I'm also going to go back and double down on something. I'm going to double down back in Major Fest Premiere's film in the English language. I will take May, December. Uh, I'm so excited so for it. So fun. And I guess I don't know outside of like above the line i don't know what type of things it could get below but it feels like more like acting writing directing but maybe i'm just i just want to put my energy behind todd haynes for this and natalie now of course nick you're up okay fine i think i'm gonna go with this director i don't know how all this movie's gonna do i'm really excited for it maybe it'll be a surprise at new york because i don't think it's on the list yet but it's premiering at Venice. My film in the English language is The Killer. Ooh. By David I Fincher. thought you were doing a different thing there, but that's, that's great. I love Fincher. Fastbender could get some attention, and I have to support my queen, Tilda Swinton. <laughs> there were like early, early reports of people absolutely loving this movie or at least a director saying they really loved it, and I am so ready for like a murder thriller. By Fincher. I mean, he's done it before, and we love Zodiac and Panic Room, and literally all, I mean, of, all them. of them. <laughs> yeah, all of them. Yeah. Going down the literally list, is like, maybe, yeah. maybe not Mank. Gone Girl, Zodiac is the best. I mean, but like Seven. I've heard this is, or read, I don't know, the rumor mill that this is very mm-hmm. violent, which is exciting. Like, just <laughs> right, like precise, <laughs> violent Fincher. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Wait, what did you think I was going for? I thought you were gonna take Ferrari. Me too. Yeah. My other one was Napoleon. You and this movie. Is that is that premiering at a fest? <laughs> no. It has no, no okay, festival okay, premiere okay. yet. That's why I was like, yeah. That, I have that in on my long list for the end, end of the year. year. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. If Napoleon does really well, Nick, you get all of the credit. Because you're the <laughs> one who brings it up all the time, not me. <laughs> That's my movie that I'm scared of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Another, another AARP pick, maybe. Some, we'll see what I end up selecting. <laughs> okay, so I have two picks now. Well, I'm going to go back to Barbenheimer. And in actor, actress, I'm going to take Ryan Gosling. I'm going to take Ken. 
comedic performance. I think if we've seen anything really in this category, it's sometimes they, you know, they could go for a performance like this. It's happened before. It's something where I feel Mm -hmm. like it's not to be dismissed outright, even though it is really wacky. So I'm going to pick Ryan Gosling and I'll be excited to see him at award shows, of course. Is he going to dress up as Ken with blonde hair for the Oscars? My God. Um, well, he just his personality with these interviews is just so bizarre too. He just has the <laughs> strangest, darkest sense of humor. I I love it, but I hope you know if a certain song gets nominated that he will return to sing. Mm-hmm. He can even do it in like a medley with Push by Matchbox Twenty. <laughs> okay. I think that would be good Bring for them the out. Oscars. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so then I'm gonna go to. I still have my movie from the first half of the year, which. I know I'm, I'm not going to get any points on because. <laughs> Wait, no, I have a pick that would get points. No, it, it will get points. Yeah. Just not, not what I, not where I want sure. them. Okay. Well, I think where I'm going to go instead, then I'm going to go to additional creative and I haven't picked anyone from this movie yet, which is surprising for me, but I'm going to take Matthew Libatik, the cinematographer mm. for Maestro. Nice. I didn't realize that he shot it. Yeah, I think that movie is something where I wasn't sure. You know, I wanted to take Killers instead of Maestro just because we're not sure how it's going to do yet. But Mm -hmm. I feel like the crafts, we can maybe count on seeing them because it just looks like a very beautiful, well-designed, well-put-together movie. And black and white and the color, that's kind of a theme that's been popping Mm -hmm. up this year too. So I feel like he can get in. He is coming off of The Whale. Oh. Very exciting. Oh my god. You're right. <laughs> he needs to come out of the doghouse right. <laughs> for me right, right. to Maestro. Yeah. <laughs> okay, Nick, you're up. I am going back to the first half of the year. In my additional creative, I will be taking the writers of Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Ooh. So that's Phil Lord, Christopher Miller, and Dave Callahan. Well, now we know my movie that I'm taking. Yeah. <laughs> okay, I was going to say. Did you not have You're that? like, help. No, I had it. That okay. was my third one. I wonder with Spider-Verse in general that I know, like, when it came out, people were shouting for best picture, but it, it as a, like, part one of two or, like, even part two of three, that mm-hmm. is a kind of like a hard Mm -hmm. cutoff between films that I wonder if it will follow my Dune theory and (laughs) that it gets some snubs for this one. And then if the third one is as good as this, that that's the one that gets like the maybe more realistic um, campaign. Mm -hmm. Those like middle trilogy movies are tough. Mm -hmm. You can look at Lord of the Rings, the two towers too, as another example this one, I think, just has an uphill battle, too, because it's animated. But I think, you know, it's one of those things mm-hmm. where you can think of, like, if this movie does end up getting into Best Picture, does it need a screenplay nomination to go along with it? Does it need something else like score? What does that entire picture look like? But mm-hmm. I think as far as, like, places to go for the first half of the year, this is not pretty, a bad place to go. Slim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I had it in my... Um my long list for additional creative for first half of the year for editing as well. Mm-hmm. That, it, that might be a way to help boost it up. Smart. Yeah. All right. Bennett, you have two. Okay. Picks. I'm going to go in um, actor, actress for first half of the year. I'm going to go with John Magaro for past lives. I think it will be tough 
for him to compete against a lot of festival premieres from the fall. But I think from the first half of the year, he's... I, I don't know anyone else in that in that category that is going to stick around. So for the people who are trying to look back to the first half, I feel like they'll bring him along. And he's so good. I love him. He's an Ohioan, too. Really? Where in Ohio? Do you know? I think he's from, like, the Akron area. Okay. Um, and then I could do a lot of double down on Asteroid City, but... Yeah. I think I'm going to step out and do uh, something riskier. I'm going to say Nicole Holofsener for the screenplay for mm. You Hurt My Feelings. Oh, I would love. think Indie Spirit, maybe some... It might even be too small for some critics, but I would love that in there. I have Julia Louis-Dreyfus for that movie in my long shot passion picks. <laughs> Hell yeah. All right. Okay. Nick, you're up. Okay, I'm going to go to my end of your gamble. It has to be Dune. I'm going to do what Cody did last year, demolishing us in the visual effects category. Yeah. So I'll be taking Dune nice. for visual effects. That's a good pick. That guild where they have like 50 mm-hmm. Oh awards. my god. <laughs> 17 <laughs> nominations there. I was like, what? <laughs> Crazy. It's a good, good pick. I didn't even think about that. Neither did I. Well... I guess in a similar vein um, to where, you know, one award ceremony where this movie could dominate in my first half of the year in film, I'm going to take Spider-Man across the (laughs) Spider-Verse, hoping that can be my little Annie champion. (laughs) Yeah. Were those the three movies that people or that that we thought of for this one? Asteroid City, Past Lives and Across the Spider-Verse? Or Nick, did you say you had a... I had Air instead of Asteroid. Boy. That's my number four. Just to include screenplay, because I feel like in smaller award ceremonies, like maybe even that or Ben Affleck showing up, I mean, (laughs) (laughs) unlikely, but (laughs) that would be fun. And then I'm going to take my studio or distributor pick. And I think what I'm, I'm going to go with Netflix here because (laughs) of, Mm -hmm. I just, frankly don't know who else to go with i was gonna take warner brothers and i just feel like netflix you never know it's like maestro naya they have rustin they have may december and they could have you know a movie we're not even thinking about right yet Mm -hmm. so i feel like it's it's wise to go with them here and the like kind of looming over all this of the possibility that some movies will get delayed that netflix Mm -hmm. feels like a they are less likely to delay things than some of the other studios. So. I remember when we did this in 2020, I think my entire list was either <laughs> either things mm-hmm. that had already premiered, it was all like first half of the mm-hmm. year for me, or things that were coming out from Netflix. But I made yeah. that my entire list just for security. So I'm saving song, and I want us all to do song at the same time. Okay. Yeah. I <laughs> have like I a serious really song, fun. and then I have just like silly, silliness. Yeah. I think to just start it off, I'm going to go to original song. I am going for something that the Academy loves, and it's an inspirational song. Bennett, you can instruct us on sure. <laughs> I'm listening. History, but I am going for a recently announced original song for the movie Rustin. This is "Road to Freedom" by Lenny Kravitz. Oh wow! And it's a mm-hmm. great best original song title. Yes, the, the title great. I'm like hard press on the red button. That is a winning title. <laughs> there was another song I wanted to choose oh, yeah. 
in the Barbenheimer additional creative, so I could have potentially three songs. You'll see what my third one is later, but Road lots of freedom. fun options. Road to mm-hmm. freedom. All right, Bennett, you have two picks. Okay. I will I'm gonna go back to my additional creative for Barbenheimer. And I'm gonna take the this I, this is this was not my original pick, but after Nick clued me into something, I am doing this now. I'm gonna take the visual effects team from Oppenheimer. Ooh, okay. And hope that it cranks up a lot of nominations at the VFX Guild. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it will be in like the supporting categories. Like there's, it's not like effects in a supporting role, but it's like you know in in a non-effects driven film. There's a whole like list of categories for that. Yeah. That I'll try to do that for points because there was there was some like I was thinking production design for Barbie there, mm-hmm. um, but points wise that's kind of limited or like editing Oppenheimer. But yeah, I'll go with the effects there, and then I'll go down to original song. I'm gonna pick an untitled song because I don't know what it's called and I cannot find the name of it after scouring the internet. But there will definitely be a song submitted from the movie Flora and Son mm, by John mm-hmm. Carney. His What is this? This is a movie that I think it premiered at Sundance. It's a music drama. So John Carney made he was the writer director of Once and Begin Again and Sing Street oh. and I want to say a couple others. I know he did some TV, but all his movies are kind of centered around music and they all have original songs in it. Uh, Falling Slowly from Once won the category. Begin Again had Lost Stars, which was nominated. And then Sing Street was egregiously snubbed for Drive It Like You Stole It. So Flora and Son, I know just from what I've looked at, there are multiple original songs. And I know that it kind of culminates in a big climax song at the end that I imagine that's the one they're submitting. So I will say whatever song gets submitted from Flora and Son. It's a good pick. I have so many original songs to choose from. I don't yeah. know where to go. You have too many <laughs> options now. Um, okay, only a few left. Is there another option for actor-actress from first half of the year? Like a serious one? I don't think so. <laughs> yes. I think there's one left, yeah. and I'm there choosing her. Yeah. I'm going with Greta Lee for Past Lives. Yeah. I guess doubling yeah. down on this movie. That's <laughs> I mean... the right pick. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I know you already have it, but... There's nobody else. <laughs> Literally. Uh, I had, I mean, there's like, it won't happen, but like, I had like Patty yeah. Lapone, Rachel, oh, Rachel well, McAdams. Yeah. Hold on. Hold on. Okay. Okay. Sorry. 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 Yes, <laughs> Is that your passion hold on. pick? <laughs> I saw her on my like long prediction list that I keep and I, I looked at her name and I was like, nah, we're not picking her. Sorry. <laughs> she might come up for I'm me. not touching that movie. A little bit. <laughs> Well, I'll have to ask you guys for some of my long shots if you think they're actually long shots. If they could have really counted, I guess, in the first half of the year. I mean, I I really think they are. But I'm going to save my passion pick for the very end. Me too. Yeah. I feel like no one's... I don't think we're going to take each other's. It's fine. Good. So since this film technically hasn't been taken yet as a film, and it's only eligible for the AARP Film Awards, I'm going to take Oppenheimer. It's, you know, it's a it's a wartime historical drama and it features a lot of people talking in rooms. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think they will go for it. And 
My runner-up, I have to say, is The Miracle Club. Oh. I thought maybe, like, Book Club 2 would show up. or for Brady. 80 for Brady, exactly. I think those those two movies, like, that style of movie, Book Club 2, 80 for Brady, Mm -hmm. is... We think it's an AARP movie contender, but they actually... I don't think they actually do nominate that type of thing. Yeah. They they tend to go more prestige and just limit mm-hmm. it down to weird weird categories and And yeah, I feel like you're right. Like for something like The Miracle Club, for instance, that's not gonna get a lot of points, but like Maggie Smith or Laura Linney might get nominated for that. Right. right. For ARP, I was also thinking You Hurt My Feelings or mm-hmm. They Love Helen Mirren, so I almost put Golda. Golda. <laughs> <laughs> I walked by a movie theater yesterday and saw a huge poster for Golda. The poster of and I was like, this is happening. It's kind of scary. Yeah. <laughs> Another one that I think they could go for that I'm still waiting on is Freud's Last Session. Never heard of that. That was one of the two I mentioned early on. Yes. Yeah. It has not been confirmed. It would totally be like the end of your gamble. But since we've already gone there, this is a movie where Anthony Hopkins plays Freud. <laughs> And Matthew Good plays C.S. Lewis that is supposedly coming out in the near future. Wow. The other movie that I thought might do well here is A Little Prayer with David Strathairn. Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Another good one here is Long Day's Journey Into Night with Jessica Lange and Ed Harris. Again, though, don't know if it's (laughs) coming out this year. So it felt safer to go with one we already have. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So... I'm going to preface this all by saying that I don't think campaigning has to be a bad thing. You know, we can we can love our people who campaign too. And I'm taking my bridesmaid, never the bride, Bradley Cooper, for Dang, the Jamie Lee Curtis Campaigner yeah, Award. Yeah, He has so many opportunities and I feel like he's going to be, you know, after WGA and SAG get their fair deals, he's going to be ready to go. And there's just going to be a lot of talk around him having never won one. So I'm going to take him and I'm going to support him in all of his campaigning efforts. Good. Well, I'm glad you got him in there for yourself. Yes, I had to. (laughs) It was only right. I think here I'm going to go with the other Bridesmaid Never a Bride. (laughs) Same movie. (laughs) Carrie Mulligan. (laughs) I love how Maestro has just dominated the wild card section. (laughs) I mean, I want her to win. I want her to get up there. Kind of like Michelle Williams from last year, just hoping and just bad luck. But yeah, I'll go with her here. Well, now I have to tell you guys my other option after Bradley Cooper. Mm-hmm. You can't spell Winslet without Win. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she has a movie coming yeah. out. Lee. I thought Biopic. about her too. Yeah. <laughs> and she's a great campaigner. Viola Davis yeah, is right. also another option for air. Mm-hmm. Again, like it doesn't have to be a bad thing. It's just like yeah. who's out there who, who yeah. likes doing this mm-hmm. because you're never going to pick like Adam Driver in this category, for instance. He doesn't like going to these things. Right. Natalie Portman's not like yeah. at this point, she's not doing mm-hmm. as much press. Or Emma Stone. I feel like she's fun. Mm-hmm. I also thought of um, Fantasia Barino. Oh, yeah. Definitely a wild card. I just can see her getting pushed as the face of the movie especially at the end of the year if they're trying to get a lot of people to go to the theater for it and you know america already knows and loves her 20 years ago (laughs) okay two picks and i'm gonna leave fashion pick for the end so my other two 
are I'm gonna go for studio. I'm gonna go with A24. I really wanted to do Netflix, but that was taken by Sophia. So I will take I'll take A24. I think Past Lives, Priscilla, Zone of Interest, The Iron Claw. Yeah. Who knows? Oh, I love Durkin. Yeah, I love that. Also, showing up. We did we didn't really mention showing up at all today, but I would love oh. if that somehow got something. Maybe maybe indie spirits type of thing. Yeah. So. I mean, I pretend that Hong Chao's Oscar nomination is for showing mm-hmm. up. Yeah. So. <laughs> and I pretend that Michelle Williams is for showing up. Yeah. I loved her in that. Yeah. She's so good. Uh, and then my last remaining one, other than Passion Pick, is film not in the English language. And this is sort of... Do it. Pick what I want you to pick. It is effectively a Passion Pick and also kind of a wild card. I'm going to go with The Boy and the Heron. Yay! Oh, that's you my that it. was my or, third one on the list. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Or you know, or how do you live? I know it's not going to be written that way, but I hope it's like you know a, a Birdman Bardo situation where there's the title and it's like or <laughs> what I actually want to call it. That is going to be that's going to be a very big deal for me. I remember like when we thought The Wind Rises was going to be his last movie, even though so Miyazaki mm-hmm. ever since like Mononoke he has. Every movie since then, he has said that is his last movie and that he's retired, and then he always ends up making a new one. This one really feels like it's the last one. I don't, I think, like, because of time and logistics and, you know, the state of the world, I don't, I can't see a world where he makes one after this. So it's going to be, I know it's going to be a big deal for me. And I would hope that someone like the LA film critics could. Mm-hmm. do something like give it best picture they've given more uh, non-english language movies that award and i can see them going for it so i would love that and when the wind rises came out i didn't see it in theaters i bought the blu-ray it sat on my shelf for i think a couple years because i couldn't bring myself to watch it because i knew that mm-hmm. it was the end at the time yeah you know thought it was the end and then watched it and then like cried myself to sleep so it, this is going to be big, and if I can get to the New York Film Fest for it, then I'll lose my mind. But in terms of the game, I can feel like that one is going to get more than any other film like it would. And also one you can root for. Absolutely. It's nice to earn points for. Yeah. <laughs> what we want to win animated feature this year. Oh, yeah. Yeah, sight unseen. Okay, so my last real pick, I have... I mean, I have to take the Barbie producer team. Okay, so I'm really, really stuck here because I know that the smart thing to do is to pick a song from Barbie because we have a lot Mm -hmm. of options. We have What Was I Made For? We have I'm Just Ken. But I don't want to do that because it's the end of the game and we want to have fun. (laughs) You're going Diane Warren, aren't you? I'm going Diane Warren. (laughs) What (laughs) does she have? The only problem is, is that I don't know which Diane Warren song to pick. Oh my because God. she has a couple. So oh, I could wow. pick Fire Inside from Flamin' Hot. I could pick Gonna Be You from 80 for Brady. Oh, there it is. Or I could pick the untitled Diane Warren song from a documentary coming out later this year. Oh, yeah. If I lose the draft because I don't pick the Billie Eilish song from Barbie, so be it. I'm going to pick Gonna Be You from 80 for Brady. <laughs> Fabulous. Because that is what my heart Thank is telling God. me. Oh my gosh. 
I have to go with my my 80 for Brady ladies and hope that that song gets performed at the Oscars. I would also like the song from Book Club 2 to be nominated Anywhere With You, written by Mary Steenburgen. Yes. Egregiously snubbed. We need need this performed at the Oscars with Diane Keaton in her like full Annie Hall outfit with Doc Martens, just like looking around on the stage while Mary Steenburgen like plays the banjo. This is exactly what we need. They can do them back to back because Jane Fonda will just stay on stage the whole time. (laughs) Yes. And then three of them leave and three more come on or whatever. I am going to laugh if I picked the wrong Diane Warren song, but it's fine. We know she's going to be there anyway for something. What do we think is going to happen with the Barbie songs? Because it seems like in, in terms of like their campaigning, yeah. They can submit, I think, three songs. Most like films who actually want a shot these days pick one and put all their efforts behind it and only submit the one. So do they submit two? Do they submit I'm Just Ken and What Was I Made For? Or do they put it all behind one of them and make a lot of people mad, whichever one they pick? <laughs> you know, I kind of wonder if it's going to be like A Star Is Born, where it was like shallow all the way, mm-hmm. even though... A lot of people liked other songs from that movie better. Like for me, Always Remember Us This Way should have been nominated. But it was just kind of like shallow steamrolling. So I can see a case, I guess, where, you know, Billie Eilish just wins her second Oscar this young. Like for What Was I Made For? Because I feel like they're going to latch onto that. But I'm Just Ken, I feel like, is the the fun one. And then Mm -hmm. you have Dance the Night, Dua Lipa. Like Oscar nominee, Dua Lipa. That'd be great. Which we want. But yeah, I would say they submit two, the two that we're mentioning. One, Billie Eilish has won already. So I feel like she has support behind her. The problem is, I know the words to I'm Just Ken. I don't know the words to What Was I Made For? Mm. And it's more moody versus fun. You have all of the dancing, the choreo, the visuals with I'm Just Ken as well, which helps it out in like a video format when you're watching the movie. I mean, the Billie Eilish song is also an iconic moment in the film, but they're totally different vibes. It's just a 180. Yeah. And usually these are also like crowd pleasers, Disney songs. And in that way, it has to be I'm Just Ken. Yeah. Well, remember, what was the movie from Encanto Mm -hmm. when they picked the wrong song? Bruno, yeah. They didn't pick Bruno. And they picked Mm -hmm. Dos Oraguitas. Right. See, I I mean, like... (laughs) Fun, slow. That's a great thing to know. Okay, so my last pick means that I have to go to passion pick. And my real passion pick, I feel like, is actually too close to maybe earning points. And that's Rachel McAdams for Are You There, God, It's Me, Margaret. Mm. I think she could actually get points from, like, Critics' Choice or a group like that. So I'm going to push it a little further out. And I'm selecting Patti LuPone for Bo is Afraid. (laughs) because (laughs) it's a mess like Bo is afraid we we know that the movie is a mess but Patti Lapone, she had one job and she showed up and she did it and she has never been nominated for an Oscar before she has Emmy nominations she has won Tonys she has won Grammys and we need her one step closer to an EGOT and it will never happen with this movie but I'm going to pretend that it can so my passion pick is Patty Lapone for Bo is Afraid. She'll campaign. I thought I had her in my long list for the Jamie Lee Curtis award. Oh, like yeah. she'll just show up everywhere. I love that. Okay, well my passion pick 
I feel like so I wanted to do the costume designer from Passages. Amazing. Oh, I haven't even seen it, but that sounds great. <laughs> oh my god, the green sweater. I saw, okay, I saw that today. I saw a picture, and someone was oh. like, "Where can I get?" There this? are so many good costumes. I mean, my favorite look from the movie is his cropped see-through tank top with the flowers on it it's just the most chaotic thing and the thing (laughs) is like the costumes matter to the story almost and Mm -hmm. like this top just like scars your memory like imagine going to meet (laughs) your partner's parents in this (laughs) i just (laughs) oh my god it's so good after being out all night i you mm. And all the reds, the reds really got me in this movie. Mm-hmm. And Adele is just stunningly gorgeous. And you put like a bright red jacket on her. Mm-hmm. Oh my God. She has this turtleneck that she wears throughout the movie where I was just like, you are the most beautiful person I've ever seen on screen. <laughs> I can't even explain oh it. I'm just like, what is going on? <laughs> I feel like this could happen at certain critics prizes maybe like really small ones i would love to see this happen so yeah i'm gonna take it one step further i'm gonna go for another original song okay (laughs) what have we not mentioned (laughs) what is it (laughs) it is camp isn't home from theater camp (laughs) oh my god (laughs) i have been singing this non-stop in my head since i saw the movie i play it on spotify every day it's so stupid and it's so good and that's what a song should be it should be so bad that it's catchy and like takes a hold of you and this song like molly singing this song and like the way she wrote it in the movie it's amazing and then you get this like florence moment from noah galvin towards the end and yeah i love it okay bennett your passion pick i don't think there's any shot in hell that this shows up anywhere, but I'm never going to let go and continue to bang the drum for Virginia Afira yes. in other people's <laughs> children. <laughs> going on a year since I saw it, uh, Venice last year, and I still, she's still like my, my one true love, my sun and my stars, everything. So France would never pick it. It's not eligible, or it wouldn't even be eligible for international feature this year because it came out in France last year. But because it premiered in the U.S. this year, it's eligible for all of the general categories. So technically, she's on the long list. But yeah, I will just continue to say, I've said this every time I've been on this podcast in the past year, <laughs> that I think it came out in April, and I don't know what the, like, I don't think it's streaming anywhere. Maybe you can rent it, but... I like run, don't walk to see other people's children. And Sophia, I think, I don't know. It must've been since I last was on here that you've seen it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And she was on my long list, but I figured you might pick her. So I was like, I'm not going to, because you found her first in this movie. And I loved this movie so much. I saw it at, so film at Lincoln center does like a contemporary French film festival every year. It's just like, a couple of weeks and they'll bring in just, you know, new releases that came out in France in the past year and they'll do Q and A's. So Rebecca Zlotowski, Mm -hmm. the director and Virginia Fira were here for a Q and A after the movie. 
And I lied when I said that Adele is the most beautiful person <laughs> I've ever seen because Virginia Fira, oh my God, she was stunning. And I loved this movie so much. And it reminded me a lot of the worst person in the world, but just for like another phase of your life. Mm-hmm. And it was actually like a phase of life that I actually like didn't know I needed to see on film, if that makes sense. Like the worst person in the world, I just kind of locked into it immediately. Like I'm really close to her age. It made sense. But with this movie, it was like Virginia Fira's performance. She's still at the top of my best actress list oh, for this God. year. Okay. It's unlike anything you'll ever see. Yeah. I think the way she plays with humor and sexuality and pain, like all in the same scene mm-hmm. sometimes mm-hmm is incredible nick you need to see it it was it's so so good yeah i I should have gone with you because i saw it last year i counted it as a 2022 film in in Mm -hmm. my own head and she topped my best actress rankings like yeah over kate blanchett sorry she got second place in my you know in my rankings but i was like i am just head over heels for this so so yes uh, psa to everybody to go see it yes well, I guess we can snake back because we have to do our critics pick. So, oh my gosh, we might as well just go back. I forgot yeah. about that. <laughs> a fun little surprise at the end. <laughs> Oops, it's like a little stocking present. Um. Okay. So for critics pick, where I would like my double points to go, I'm gonna go with the zone of interest. Nice. And so this will just be, like, I'll only get points for this one. Just reiterating, if this wins. The Best Picture Prize at New York Film Critics Circle, LA Film Critics Association, or National Society of Film Critics. Do I pick Anatomy of a Fall for picture or Glazer for director? And I think Anatomy, having won the Palme d'Or already, kind of scares me. So I'm going to go for Jonathan Glazer for director. I think that's a smart, nice. smart stick choice. With that. Yeah. And I, I started this draft with my most confident pick. So I'm going with Natalie Portman. In May, December. Natalie Now. I would love if she started winning critics' prizes and it it started another Best Actress campaign for her. Yes, please. I don't even know what the performance is like, but Nick, you said monologue on our can recap, and I was like, oh my Mm -hmm. god. Oh my god. (laughs) I forgot about that one scene. It's so good. Honestly, put that like three minute scene up in the Louvre. Like, it's so good. Oh my god. I'm excited for her to be back. Okay, so now that we finished the draft, I think we should all recap our teams. So, Bennett, do you want to start and just read through your team? So, for first half of the year, I have Asteroid City, John Magaro in Past Lives, and Nicole Holofsoner for writing You Hurt My Feelings. For Barbenheimer, I have the producers of Oppenheimer, Killian Murphy, and the VFX team for Oppenheimer. For major fest premieres, I have May-December, The Boy and the Heron, Natalie Portman in May-December, Justine Trier for directing Anatomy of a Fall, and Thelma Schoonmaker for editing Killers of the Flower Moon. And then down in miscellaneous, for AARP, I'm going for Maestro, Greta Gerwig for campaigning, the song from (laughs) Flora and Son for original song, Denis Villeneuve for directing Dune 2, a24 for all their releases and of course virginia fira for other people's children so my team for the first half of the year for film i chose past lives for actress i chose greta lee from past lives also and my additional creative were the writers of spider-man across the spider-verse 
for Barbenheimer. I chose the Barbie producers for the producer category, Robert Downey Jr. for actor. And then I chose Jacqueline Duran, the costume designer of Barbie for additional creative. For the festival releases, I chose The Killer as my English language film and Anatomy of a Fall for my not in the English language film. For director, I chose Jonathan Glazer. For actor, I have Robert De Niro from Killers of the Flower Moon. And then my additional creative is Rodrigo Prieto of also Killers of the Flower Moon, the cinematographer. My wild cards, I have the holdovers for the AARP Film Award, Road to Freedom, sung by Lenny Kravitz in Rustin for original song, the Jimmy Lee Curtis Award going to Carrie Mulligan, my end of year gamble is the visual effects team for Dune Part 2, I chose Warner Brothers for my studio pick, and my passion pick is Camp Isn't Home from Theater Camp, that original (laughs) song. So for the first half of the year, I have Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse, Viola Davis for Air, and Celine Song for Writing Past Lives. For Barbenheimer, I have Christopher Nolan for Directing Oppenheimer, Ryan Gosling in Barbie, and Hoyt Van Hoytema, the DP of Oppenheimer. For my major festival premieres, I have Killers of the Flower Moon, The Zone of Interest, Martin Scorsese for directing Killers of the Flower Moon, Annette Bening for Nyad, and Matthew Libatique, the DP for Maestro. In my wild cards, I have Oppenheimer as my AARP film. I have Gonna Be You, the Diane Warren song from 80 for Brady, (laughs) my original song. I have Bradley Cooper for my enthusiastic campaigner pick. I have Danielle Brooks in The Color Purple for my end of year gamble. I have Netflix and my passion pick, gotta go with the legendary Patti Lapone for Bo is Afraid. Great list. I love our teams. They're so creative. They're so fun. I love, I love these teams. And yeah, I feel like the the category splitting it up that way, it allowed us to really cover more and maybe step away mm-hmm. from the films that would have been a bit more predictable. Like having to go to the early half of the year was hard and made us think about some different <laughs> movies. And of course, I mean, the original songs are always going to be fun to talk about. Well, we all chose past lives in some categories, so that makes me happy <laughs> enough. <laughs> Having to talk about Barbie and Oppenheimer. And then festivals. It's festival season. We're gearing up. Sophia, you're going to Telluride soon, which is really exciting. Yeah. I'm so excited to go to Telluride. It's always been like a bucket list film festival for me. And I've been planning it now for over a year, like wanting to go to Telluride, like thinking about Telluride and thinking like maybe this year is the year I'm going to go. So yeah, I'm very excited to be in Telluride and to see the films that are going and just what that film festival is like. Like we talked about in our can episode, each film festival is different and has its own unique variety and experience. So yeah, I'm so excited for that. And we'll have to recap that and talk about Venice and talk about Toronto. And of course our beloved New York film festival, which we'll all be going to in some capacity this year, which is really, really exciting. So yeah. A fun few months ahead, but this is always the good way to to kick it off. Yeah, and I feel like between the time of recording and release and like the week or two after, I feel like there's 
always an influx of like trailers or delays or something <laughs> that makes us think like oh my god we did this like days ago and it's like embarrassing but yeah there is a little bit less pressure this year but yeah bennett thank you for joining us again this has been a lot of fun getting to talk all these movies with you thanks for having me as always i am really looking forward to seeing you guys in new york when i'm there fingers crossed for the new york film fest Uh, we'll figure out what days still but still shooting to be there and hopefully seeing some stuff that i won't be able to see otherwise living in the midwest so i am very excited to to get there and then we can have i'll I'll hop on i'll I'll join you guys for that recap um especially if i get to be at the fest so and we will we'll see how we go and see how see how (laughs) See how things do. I'm. I was excited when we went through the list, and I'm staring at it now, and I am backtracking on so many things. No. <laughs> no. I. I think, I think every. <laughs> I think every list has a couple of like really, really strong and mm-hmm. really funny picks yeah. that are just us. So, yeah. yeah. I think this was a this was a really fun draft, and yeah, Bennett, thank you again for coming on. The Academy press releases we know are coming. Oh, yeah. So you'll be on. Check your spam folders. <laughs> very frequently. <laughs> and next time on Oscar Wilde, we'll be doing a classic Oscar Rewind. We'll be looking at the five Best Picture nominees from 1953. We're teasing ahead. This episode is going to be a fun one based on our early reactions to these watches. The winner from that year was From Here to Eternity. And our nominees were Julius Caesar the robe roman holiday and shane yeah this uh best picture lineup is interesting to say the least it's it's showing me that we need to stay more current i'm i'm <laughs> feeling my ryan lamb as i as i watch oh. these oh, movies no. <laughs> but no i the, can't yeah, hear that glad none of us picked disney for oh. our studio pick. <laughs> oh. yeah it's inspired a lot of um opinions opinionated reactions i will say so yeah this will be fun we'll also be promoing content from our patreon so we just recorded a barbenheimer episode and we'll be doing a 1993 rewind following up after our spielberg 93 episode so stay tuned for those bennett before we sign off let everybody know where they can find you on socials um yeah you can find me uh, probably best place to find me uh, is on Letterboxd, where my username is just my name, Bennett Prosser. That's Bennett with two E's, two N's, two T's, and one B, as my dad always used to say. Oh. Uh, and then I would give you my Twitter, but by the time this releases, it won't exist. So we <laughs> probably won't waste your time with that. Amazing. Well, thank you all for listening. Feel free to rate, review, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, or TikTok at Oscar Wilde Pod. Again, our Patreon is patreon.com slash Oscar Wilde. Thank you all for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye.